We talk about nostalgia a lot on this podcast. And I had an experience the other day that I've been chewing over for a bit. As you know, Brian and I recently returned to No Man's Sky. Well, I returned and Brian's a new player. And I ended up rediscovering my original homeworld. And I got misty-eyed. It made me feel things that it really shouldn't do. It's a procedurally generated game. It shouldn't have that kind of emotional impact on me. But it did. And I'd like to talk about why on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and yeah, I want to talk about how a procedurally generated game made me almost cry. And yeah, I, I, I get it, I'm a little bit emotionally vulnerable right now, and we've talked about that on the show a bit, probably more than y'all want, but this was something different. See, when we returned to No Man's Sky, because it had been such a long time since I had played, um, they had pushed updates that had changed a lot of the core game from the last time that I played it. So when I signed back in for the first time, my homeworld, which is not the planet I started on, but the planet that I had originally built my first base on when that became an option, was gone. It wasn't there. In fact, most of the systems that I had discovered in the hundred plus hours of gameplay that I had spent in the game in the before time, I no longer knew them. They were gone. And it was sad because I had spent a lot of time not only exploring all of these strange worlds, but naming them and naming the creatures on them, and naming the systems, and all of that work that, you know, really meant something to me, because that's a lot of what this game is, is it's about exploration and what have you. And, you know, the fact that I loaded in and only knew about six systems was, you know, sad, but all right, I mean, I can cope with that. So I just kind of went on and, you know, I was kind of distracted about the whole thing because Brian was new to the game, and so I was teaching him a lot of the tricks that I remembered, and we were discovering the things that had changed since the last time that I played, and it was a lot of fun. And then the other night, he came home from work, we had dinner, and we were going to log in for a little bit and run around, and I needed to go to another system to do something, and I loaded up my discoveries list because... I had already found the system that I needed to go to, and I wanted to mark it with waypoints so I could go there, you know, find it easier on the gigantic galactic map. And that's when I noticed at the bottom of the screen, there are these little dots that means you can scroll your list. And there were dots. There were quite a few dots. And I, I, I 
was confused because I, I've I've gone to quite a few systems since we came back to the game, but it shouldn't have been enough for that many, you know, pages of new system discoveries. And I started scrolling through, and then I saw it. The name of my first system. The name of the system that I had originally colonized when playing the game that I built my first base on. And it felt weird. It's hard to explain exactly how it made me feel because, you know, I grew up in the real world moving around a lot. I mean, we, until I was about 10, we never really lived anywhere for more than two, three years at most in my entire childhood. So I, I never learned that thing about putting down roots because I always just assumed that we were eventually going to move and I was going to have to make new friends again. So I, I never really learned that. So I don't know if that's what I was feeling or something else, but it was odd. So I sat there and I just kind of stared at it for a little bit and I marked it with a waypoint and I loaded up the galaxy map. And I thought for a little while about whether or not I should go. I mean, what's the point of going? I had already set up a new base and Brandon and I had been exploring and I was on a quest line that I really wanted to, you know, see what happened next in. But it just kind of clawed at me in the back of my brain. Hey, that's your old system. And I couldn't stop thinking about it. And it was far enough away that my hyperdrive engines wouldn't get me there in one jump. So I'd have to jump to an intermediary system and then jump on to it. And so I thought about it and I had a lot of fuel because we had recently found a bunch of storm crystals and I was able to turn that into a lot of hypercores. So, you know, I wasn't really worried about running out of fuel. So I did it. Jumped to the middle system and then jumped on to my original home system. And there it was. I entered in, and there was its name, discovered by me. And I felt an odd delight, a strange happiness, a homecoming. I found where I had started. I found it. And I started going around, and some of the planets were changed because the types of planets that exist in the game, that was one of the things that they updated, which is why a lot of the old discoveries went away. But there it was. The last planet I made it to in my survey. There was my home world. That's the planet I first made my base on. And so I flew through the atmosphere not really knowing what I wanted to do. It was creating all kinds of conflicting emotions in me. And I was getting more and more excited that I had found it, that I was back, that I was home. And so I landed and I got out and there they were. Some of those familiar creatures I remember running around and scurrying around my base. There they were. They were back. 
the, some of the things had changed, but not everything. Basically, it now conformed to some of the new rules for planets. But other than that, everything was the same. And I ran around in the field and I looked around and I just kept getting more and more excited. I was home. And then I decided I'm going to build a new base. And over the last couple nights, as Brian and I have been goofing off playing the game in our downtime, I've been working on building that base. And it's so satisfying in a way that the other two bases that I've built since coming back to the game haven't been. It, it feels purposeful. It feels important. But it shouldn't. For those of you who aren't familiar, who didn't listen to our episode about going back to No Man's Sky, it's a procedurally generated game. So you go into a system and it generates planets. When you land on a planet, it generates the planet. It generates the plants, the animals, the minerals, the map. It's all auto-generated when you get there. Now, there is a story. There are several story quests that go through the game, but they're more NPC-level things. Most of what you encounter in the game is auto-generated by the game. And so it shouldn't have any significance to it. You know, this isn't Final Fantasy VII where Eris's character has been made so appealing and interesting that you don't want to lose her. It's not that kind of a game. Well, I take that back. There, there, there's some gut-wrenching parts of the story elements of the game, but this, this isn't one of them. This is just a procedurally generated planet that I happened to encounter once and then happen to find again. There's nothing really special about it. There are millions of procedurally generated planets. I've personally stepped foot on hundreds of them in the game. This one shouldn't matter. But it did. And it does. And it gave me some insights that I had not really had before about roots and feeling like you're at home. Because having grown up a nomad, and been one for most of my adulthood as well, I, I never really understood putting down roots. And while I still think that a lot of that is an illusion and attachment to the land, there's a certain aspect of it that I get. It's nostalgia. So why this one procedurally generated planet. Why, why does it cause me to feel things that others don't or haven't, or maybe even can't? Why this one planet? We see, I had originally discovered this planet years ago when things were better, not just with the current, you know, crisis and everything, but most of my friends still lived in the town that I live in. We were having regular get-togethers. I was running a Earthon game. I had regular company. I had people that I cared about in my life, other than just my husband and a few people that live very, very far away from me. 
it was a simpler time. It was a much more optimistic time. We had been doing fairly well with our restaurant. A friend of mine who ended up going to prison for a crime he didn't commit was still here. And so the feelings that I had about finding this world were more complex than just look at the grass and the creatures in this procedurally generated world that once I called home in a fictitious game that I would play on the weekends. Now, the feelings that came rushing back to me weren't just about this hunk of digital land. They were about the parties we used to have and the friends that aren't around here anymore and all the fun that I used to have, the optimism I used to have, the joy, that simpler time. You see, that was before the great unraveling when I had my really bad depressive episode. Yeah. All of that just came rushing back and was symbolized by this little bit of digital real estate. This world that really, in the grand scheme of things, means nothing. It, it, it's a bunch of pixels, randomly generated. Not even designed, but randomly generated by a computer. That isn't even identical to the planet that I once had. I mean, the, the weather's the same, but the grass is a different color now. And I'm fine with that. It's actually really pretty now. It's green. It used to be kind of this purpley pink, almost magenta color. But it's really pretty now. But it wasn't the digital real estate that meant something to me. It was all of the memories that I just don't take time to think about anymore because it hurts that started flooding back. That planet was not only my home because it's where I built my base in a video game. It symbolizes how I used to feel at home where I live. I used to feel comfortable here. I used to have a life filled with friends that weren't so far away. You know, I didn't have to worry about the government and the new neighbors that we have across the street that are a little bit unstable, to say the least. It was a simpler time. And all of that came wrapped up in this little bow, this little planet, in a game. And for the first time, I kind of understood what my mom talks about when she talks about living here, because she has very rose-tinted glasses about where we live, because she grew up here in the 50s, and I grew up here in the 80s for a bit, and it was a very different place back then. And what she's actually thinking about is not how much she likes the land. The land is irrelevant. It's the memories that matter. It's that she can see certain things that remind her of happy memories. And it really kind of 
hit me in a strange way because I've never, I've never understood people who have a tie to a place because I've never had that. You know, I lived in Maryland for quite a while and I lived in California and I loved California and I loved Maryland, but I don't feel any special connection to them. And that's probably because I spent so much of my life moving around that I never learned how to make connections to a place. And I find it funny that it took a procedurally generated system and with a procedurally generated planet in a game about randomness and chaos and exploration to connect me to a place and make me feel like I was going home. I'm not probably going to change my views about how land is important or not. <clears throat> I'm not really, no. Because land comes and goes. Land doesn't belong to any of us. It was here before us. It will be here after us. And it's not something that we have a right to a permanent claim on. But at least I have insight now into the mechanism by which people actually get get connected to the places that they live and that they have memories of. Because if anywhere should have that connection for me, it should be here. My family homesteaded out here. We were parts of, you know, the various families that I come from. There are roads named after us. My grandfather, my great-grandfather built the streets downtown with my other great grandfather. And I mean, we, we, my families, you know, founded this place, but that doesn't connect me to it because that's what they did. And my memories here are not as rosy as my mother's and that's okay. If only we could realize that these claims of land ownership and these claims of possession are just forms of nostalgia connecting us to something other than the tangible. The world would be a better place. And so, yeah, I'm building myself a new base in No Man's Sky on that planet that once was mine in a much happier, more optimistic period of my life. And yes, it is bringing me joy, but I don't have any real attachment to it. I know one day I will stop playing this game because one day we will stop playing all games. They come and they go like everything else. But what I can do is take that joy, take that fondness, take that respite from the craziness of life and relish it. Hold it dear to me for now, knowing that at some point I will let it go. I don't know. It was, it, it, I know I'm putting a lot on this video game, but I, I, I never understood 
this until this experience. And so I just thought I would share my insights with you and I hope you found it interesting. I would love to know what you all think or what's going on. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, down in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean. I would love to hear from you. If you'd rather hit me up on social media, I am C. Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram, and you can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. Uh, this part gets harder to say every week. If you have a dollar, you can pass my way down in the show notes. You'll find links to both listener support and my Patreon. Thank you to everyone who helps out with that. You really mean the world to me. Especially right now. <laughs> Thank you so very, very much. If you don't have any money right now or don't feel like giving, that's perfectly all right. But if you know somebody who would like any of the work that I do, please share it with them. That helps out more than you know. I do, you know, get make money off of the ads. So that helps out <laughs> a lot. Thank you to everyone who has supported me over the years. Y'all mean the world to me. Alrighty. I think that's it for today. A lot of strangeness in my head. Until next time, stay safe, stay well, and don't forget to have the fun. Bye.